Welcome. Welcome in to Sports Talk Chicago. All gas, no brakes. If you're looking for the same old sports talk, get out. You've come to the wrong place. Hey, we ain't come this far just to come this far, you hear me? I tell you what I see, I tell you the truth. We going hard today. We're fearless, bold, and highly opinionated. This here show. This show is so hot right now. The biggest guests, the hottest takes, and the best interviews live right here. Do you actually remind me of Dan Patrick? Because you ask great questions, you have the knack, you have the gift. On Sports Talk Chicago. Yo, Chicago. Here's your host. The guy's an absolute stud. John Zagul. My oh my, what a game that was, and we are here to break it down. Your reaction and talk about just how much of a blank shell that turned out to be. This is Sports Talk Chicago. Thank you for joining us. I'm John Zaglou, your host for today's program. Usually not live tonight, but we're live here to recap the game and get your reaction from opening day for the Bears. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago on social media. You can hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms in Orland Park. Link is in the description. Thank you all for watching. Subscribe to the channel. We've gained a lot of subscribers here in the past couple of weeks. We really appreciate it. Subscribe for more Chicago Bears and Chicago football content. And a big thank you here to John Meadows directing and producing. We're here live from our beautiful studios in Chicago land. Don't even know where to start last night's game. Don't even know how to begin this sort of rant. I watched the game, I rewatched the game, and there was very little, if anything, that gave me hope or gave me positivity, or as Ryan Poles put it, right, he said that he wants to make sure that when guys walk in, they're confident in their opportunities to win. There's no hope, right? We're, we're past hope for the Bears. We're, we're, we're on to confidence. We're on to coming in, being ready to go, being excited to play. Yeah, I'm going to sit with hope right now. Here's what Poles said specifically, quote, I want our team to walk into the stadium every week believing they can win football games and not hoping. Well, at this point, I'm just going to freaking hope. There's nothing more that anybody else could do but hope. Because from the top down yesterday, in every aspect of their game, the Bears completely crapped the bed. There are very few things, like I said, that we could say are positive, which we'll get into because there were some good things, very little. I don't even know where to start. I guess we should start near the beginning of the game when Cole Komet was used on a third down and one for a tight end sneak up the middle, which, of course, he did not gain. This is Matt Nagy offensive football. And if you look at the passing chart that they put out about Justin Fields, there were only four throws he had, 10-plus yards downfield. Everybody correctly, including myself, said this is a Mitch Trubisky passing chart, and certainly it was. And by the way, that's partially Justin Fields' fault. He missed a lot of wide receivers open. There's one clip that went viral. DJ Moore way downfield, didn't even throw to him, didn't even look in his direction. Didn't even look in his direction. So clearly, there's a big problem for the Bears right here. This goes for everybody. Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, Luke Getze, Justin Fields. Everybody top down Failed completely yesterday. Offensive line failed. Fields was getting killed with pressure. Overcome with pressure. Even Dan Wiederer said, good friend of this program, that Fields is in tuck and run mode. Certainly he is. Why not? Gets a second, if at all, to throw the football. Then when he gets time, he still runs because there's no confidence. There's nobody open. There are issues downfield. It was just horrible. 
embarrassing, beyond embarrassing, of a performance for the Bears. I mean, my goodness. The Packers were 9 of 16 on third down conversions. 9 of 16. And it seemed as if every time the Bears, when they had the Packers kind of backed up into a corner and there could have been an opportunity for things to change, they somehow, someway converted. Aaron Jones ran crazy. Jordan Love, whom everybody, including myself, I will admit it, I did not believe in Jordan Love. Give him all the credit in the world. He had a great game yesterday. The Bears will make any quarterback in the NFL, the worst of the worst, the best of the best, look like superstars. And this is an organization that supposedly prides itself on defense. But Jordan Love had no picks, no trouble, no fumbles, no turnovers, nothing. Three touchdowns, no picks, big game. And now all of a sudden, Jordan Love is the next big thing in Green Bay after one game against the Bears. Because that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Just one game, one good performance, you're fine. Because that's what this Bears team does. They are enablers of superstar performances from opposing quarterbacks. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they specialize in. Superstar performances from opposing quarterbacks. Superstar performances from other teams that really aren't that good. And this is not a Bears bias or a Chicago bias. The Packers entering this season were not expected to be the division winners. There are still questions for this team. I mean, they faced a weak-ass Bears team. Doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden going to go 10-7 and or 12-5 and and win the division. They still have their own questions, which they're going to sort out as the weeks and the months go by. They're by no means ready to go for the season, saved and excited, and and they're going to do great things. We don't know that yet, but I will say this. They looked freaking amazing yesterday because they faced the freaking Bears. They faced the Chicago Bears, and that's why they looked amazing. That's despite not even having Christian Watson. Top wide receiver out. One of their big pass rushers on defense out, or limited, I should say. Dobbs was limited. Jones got hurt mid-game, and the Bears still lost. Still. (laughs) Key players out, key guys hurt, and the Bears still found a way to lose. You know, Justin Fields another pick six yesterday in the fourth quarter. You know, he said last year after one of those games when he did do that, that it would never happen again. Well, too bad there. By the way, Justin Fields last year, and this is a real number, so you can't hate on me for this. Six times last year, he threw interceptions in the fourth quarter. Now you could say, well, John, what are you talking about? Maybe they were late in games, garbage time, Bears weren't in games too much. Well, yesterday, Despite what the score said, the Bears needed points in the fourth quarter, and Justin came through throwing a pick six. And Justin also fumbled the football in a pretty critical time. Allowed the Packers to cover the fumble inside Bear territory, and they later scored. So that's why Justin Fields is not exonerated from what happened. Justin Fields is just as much to blame as Luke Getze and his horrendous play calling and Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles for their fake positivity. That means absolutely nothing. And I bought into it, and I'm 100% to blame because you know what? I pushed the narrative, I did, that this team was going to be better. I really thought they were. All this money spent, all this positivity, all the big things that the Bears did this offseason, big payroll, they spend money, salary cap, biggest salary cap in the world. They traded the number one overall pick for apparently a wide receiver is only going to get two targets per game. And all of that led to absolutely nothing yesterday. Nothing. 
Can you believe that? The Bears traded the number one overall pick, not just a first rounder, 32nd overall, the number one overall pick for a wide receiver who's going to end up getting two targets a game, apparently. And I don't blame DJ Moore. DJ Moore had wide open routes. It's been seen on tape. And you could say, well, no, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback. The point is, Justin Fields, okay, he's supposed to be developing this year. And not developing in the sense of being a competent QB. We already saw and we know that he's competent. But the question is, is he going to take that next step? And what's that next step mean? It's a pretty broad term. Well, you know what? It can't be what he did last year. Because last year was nice for the situation. This year, got to be better. Can't be seeing the Bears being the worst team in the football again because at that point, people are going to get fired and Justin's not going to be the quarterback next year. We're going to talk about that later in this program. If nothing changes, they're in big trouble. Everybody, everybody. And that's not being overreactive. Everybody's in trouble. If this team plays like they did all year yesterday. Everybody's in trouble. Nobody's safe. Nobody is willing to be staying on this team past this season. It's just not going to happen. Justin Fields put up 216 yards yesterday, 65% completion percentage, but had the two turnovers. His passer rating was a 78.2, and a lot of those yards were accruing garbage time. Now, I do want to say this. Justin looked great in the first couple of drives. He was at 1.9 of 10. I don't know what happened after. Now, that's a combination of game plan and a combination of ineffectiveness and turnovers on his part. And I want to say this, Jordan Love did not necessarily play amazing. He wasn't lights out, perfect. There were still things that he's going to need to work out over time. He's still an unpolished young QB in his first year fully starting in the league. He's not going to be perfect. What was the difference, though, between Justin Fields and Jordan Love? There's one main difference. This showed who won the game and who was going to lose. You knew it when you you look at this stat, turnovers. Jordan Love is younger in terms of experience. And Justin Fields, and yet somehow, some way, he held on to the football the whole time and they won the game. It's pretty simple stuff. I mean, Jordan Love was fine. He wasn't amazing. He played well, certainly exceeded expectations, but he wasn't amazing. He wasn't, wow, this guy's going to be amazing. No, it's pretty simple stuff. All he had to do was hold on to the football. He did, and, and they won. They won because he held on to the football. And this Bears team all year talked about defense, and their M.O. was always defense. The Bears couldn't force anything to happen. The Bears' defense couldn't force anything. The only defensive player who played well was Yannick Ngakwe. Of course, one-year deal, late, late addition to the team. He had one tackle per loss and one sack. Yannick Ngakwe played great. Everybody else, unfortunate, difficult, tough. Tough to watch. I mean, my goodness. When I rewatched this game, I was so angry. Not because I'm looking for something to complain about, but because all around it was just such a frustrating and boring and slow-moving game. The Bears at one point at the first and goal opportunity kicked a field goal because of penalties and ineffectiveness. Cairo Santos was two of two, surprisingly. Roshan Johnson had a good game himself. And as we've talked about on this program many a time, he will be the starter if he plays like that come week eight. Darnell Mooney was the leading wide receiver, which we thought was probably going to happen. But all those positives, although small, although we're kind of trying to fish for them, it does not outweigh the end result and the way the Bears played. It doesn't outweigh the fact that we have a significant problem on our hands after one week. 
Yes, it's one week. Yes, there are 16 more games to go, and things could change. But right now, if this is how it continues, we're in big trouble. I expected more out of Justin Fields. I expected more out of his overall performance, out of his ability to grow and mature as a quarterback. I expected more. I expected more, and we should all expect more than 24-37, one touchdown, one pick. We're past the, hey, this is fun. He's going to run a little bit and going to throw for one touchdown, one pick. Numbers don't matter. Who cares? He's, he's exciting. He's highlight reel-esque. We're past that. I'm sorry. We're done. I'm sick of the highlight reel stuff. I'm sick of the, hey, this is kind of cool. No. Win freaking football games. Not just Justin. Everybody, win the game. Entering this season, entering this game, it shouldn't have been, oh, yeah, the Bears were going to lose. They should have won this game. And I'm going to say that about Tampa Bay here week two. The Bears should win that game. There's no reason why not. They are underperforming right now. And now there were many analysts out there who said, oh, six, five, six wins. That's a failure. That's a big failure for this team. You and I both know. We, we followed this team and covered them all offseason. You and I both know how much money they've spent how much resources they put into this team. It can't just be five or six wins. Yes, we're doing good. We're moving on up. No, got to be better than that. That was pathetic. That was pathetic. A pathetic loss, a tough loss, and one that was tough to watch. And, of course, it happened against Green Bay, who, entering the season, really, had more questions than the Bears. And there are still more questions around Green Bay compared to Chicago, but I'll tell you what, they won fair and square. I I can't say anything bad about Green Bay. They ran the hell out of the football like they always do with Aaron Jones. Jordan Love looked great, didn't turn the ball over, threw three touchdowns and relied on his weapons to help carry him. And the Bears played like crap all game long, both sides of the football. The Bears offensive line, according to PFF, was ranked the worst amongst all 32 teams in football. Worst offensive line graded by PFF. Ouch. Justin Fields missed open receivers downfield through a pick six in the fourth quarter when the Bears really needed him to step up and fumbled the ball inside Bears territory. Double ouch. And the Bears game plan all game allowed for Justin Fields to throw the ball only four times over 10 yards. Those were attempts, not completions. And had D.J. Moore only get two targets in total. D.J. Moore was traded for the number one overall pick. Triple ouch. All those three things made a big difference in the Bears' end result. Again, what about James Claypool? Kyle Brandt from the NFL Network came out and said that he looks sleepy out there. Hell yeah, he does. Talk about a crap effort. And maybe I expected too much. Maybe I was sipping the Kool-Aid a bit because I really know that Chase Claypool in his prime at his peak, is a very decent two- to three-wide receiver. But clearly, he doesn't want to be here. I said this last year. I was hoping for a different result this year. It is apparent at this point. He just doesn't want to be here. James Claypool does not want to be playing football anymore. It's obvious. Based on his performance and on his effort level, I don't care if he's really hustling, really trying his best in one catch for 20 yards or one catch for 12 yards. Fine. He does not give a blank. He just doesn't care. What a tough open to this season. I didn't expect this. I really didn't. I really thought it was going to be better than this, but maybe I'm too young. Maybe the Bears are going to continually just crush me and crush me and crush me, but I'll tell you what. 
they spent too much money to suck this much. And you all have to remember that. Keep this close to your hearts as this season moves forward. Don't let media critics tell you, hey, six wins is fine. The Bears spent too much money and generated too much hype to suck this much. That's a fact. They spent too much money. They invested too many resources. They sold everybody, including myself. I'm one of the idiots, too, who really thought that Justin Fields is going to be it. Matt Eberflus is going to be it. They brought in all these weapons. They sold everybody on it. Don't tell me this is the second year of a rebuild. If at the end of the year the Bears win five or six games, everybody should be fired and Justin Fields should not be the quarterback anymore. Plain and simple. And that's a fact. They have a lot of work to do. This was a sad, pathetic performance. This is week one against the Packers. Things could get better. I hope they do. But I'm not overreacting here. This is week one. Packers. With no quarterback, essentially. Entering week one, nobody had any clue what Jordan Love would do. And Jordan Love didn't even play great. He played fine and made no mistakes. And that's why he won. Good for him. Congratulations. He did what every quarterback should be doing. My goodness, what a tough way to begin this season for the Bears. I want to take some of your comments here. I know there are so many of you here with us in the chat. Big shout out to everybody hanging out here with us. We got 75 people on this stream as we speak right now. This is horrendous. Get the reset button ready, Mike Ross. Fire Flues, hire Dion, lunatic. What makes Fields ready? Who knows? Yeah, that, that's the username. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> what makes Fields ready? Because at this point, I'm really starting to have my doubts. I'm really starting to wonder what the hell's going on. This is really sad, really difficult. And it, Bears fans deserve better. I want to make sure I make that clear. Bears fans deserve better than this. First day plays are long rehearsed, well from first play, they looked awful and everybody sad. And you're right. That's Joe Ag who made that comment. You're 100% right. I mean, you're talking about game one. There's no tape necessarily. There's no patterns per se. These guys are entering a new season, fresh start, new opportunity, and that's how they come out. All of this practice and preparation, all of these measures they've taken to be ready, and they come out and suck this bad. And they have this bad of a game. My goodness. Any word on Gantsy's interview for head coach? Ha, ha, ha. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah, he should be more worried about getting fired by the end of the year. Because clearly, Luke Getsy, if this is the offense he's going to be running, then why not bring back Mitch Trubisky? I mean it. I mean, he got ran out of town for doing the same things Justin Fields did. Why not bring back Mitch? That's going to be the case. My goodness. This is Sports Talk Chicago. John's Glue here with you. John Meadows directing and producing all of you. Appreciate you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Bears and Chicago football content. You can follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. We're live here on YouTube and Twitch. And we're also, I want to say thank you, by the way, to our great radio affiliates. We're on WJOB 1230 AM, also on Jed TV. Make sure you hit up WJOB. We got their uh, logo up there on the screen. We have some more news about radio affiliates coming up in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. We appreciate all of you tuning in. We're going to get into the second topic of tonight's discussion. 
And I'm sure many people are thinking about this, but they really don't want to say it out loud. But as you know about my program and my channel, we're just going to say it because it deserves to be said and we're not afraid of anybody. What do we think about Jordan Love outplaying Justin Fields? What do we think about the Bears' number one pick, whom everybody loves, whom everybody can never say anything bad about? What do we think about him losing to Jordan Love, who's started one game till yesterday? What do we think about that? Because I have to say, it creates a dangerous precedent. It creates an extremely dangerous precedent. Jordan Love, one start. Really not a good college quarterback. Kind of came in, and Aaron Rodgers didn't really want him drafted. Sat on the bench for three years. Was called a bust by myself and many other people. There were no expectations surrounding him entering this season. Three touchdowns, no picks against the Bears. Week one. Now, he could regress. I could see it. I don't think this is going to be sustainable for Jordan Love all season long. But I'll tell you what. Jordan Love proved to everybody yesterday that he is not some joke or meme. He is a legitimate NFL quarterback with a promising future who by all means, is at least competent. I'm not going to say Jordan Love is a superstar considering he played in one good game against a really bad Bears defense and made no turnovers. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to deal with growing pains. Jordan Love is not perfect by any stretch, but I'll tell you this. He outdueled and beat Justin Fields. There's something to be said there. All of us Bears people, whether you're fans or part of the media, love to hype up Justin Fields. And Brad Pillay's show, he makes highlight real plays. He's a good running quarterback. And there are some attributes that you got to like about him. Athletic. Somewhat poised in the pocket considering the amount of pressure that he faces. Could run like crazy. And, and has set records for running the football. But I have to say, he lost to Jordan Love. What's that mean? Does that mean Jordan Love is better? Oh, did I say that out loud? Did I say that? Well, you kind of have to consider it, right? You kind of have to consider that Jordan Love may be a little bit better than Justin Fields right now. And there's really no other way you could put it. Jordan Love beat Justin Fields, fair and square. Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields. Jordan Love threw more touchdowns than Justin Fields. Jordan Love made less turnovers and less mistakes than Justin Fields. Jordan Love is essentially a rookie. Justin Fields has been around for three years. That's pretty scary, isn't it? Is it only me? I mean, I'm pretty concerned about that. And now this week, Fields takes on Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield somehow, someway had a great performance. What if Justin Fields loses to Baker Mayfield? <laughs> what are we going to say then? Now we could continue to argue and say, and it's true, that Justin Fields is not in the best situation. Clearly his offensive line is one of the worst in football. is rated by PFF, right? That, that's, that's obvious, and, and it, it's fair to say. But other quarterbacks have suffered with worse offensive lines or similar offensive lines or similar problems. The Bears invested heavily in wide receiving talent and wide receiving help. That, I guess, didn't work yet. I mean, D.J. Moore had two targets and two catches. Darnell Moody had a decent game. He's just back via injury. This is scary. It's time to be a little bit concerned about Justin Fields. Now, I could be proven wrong, and you guys could replay this clip. Week 17 when the Bears are in the wild card chase. And you could tell me, John, you were way off, and you're dumb, and your show's stupid. You, you guys could do that all you want. But 
after this performance, based on the eye test, based on the numbers, based on being an evaluator, not a fan, what I saw was that Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields. And Jordan Love was a better quarterback game day than Justin Fields. That's pretty scary. That is cause for concern. Because here's the thing. It'd be different if Justin Fields was a sixth-round draft pick. Seventh-round draft pick. Not really any expectations. Kind of comes out, does okay. Surprises people like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, great example. Love Brock Purdy. Big fan of his. Last overall pick in the NFL draft, and look what he's turned into. And he's actually better than Justin Fields, too, statistically. But that's besides the point. Justin Fields was traded up for. Justin Fields was highly hyped up. Justin Fields was brought in as a top-20 NFL pick. And Justin Fields last year had a good year. Somewhat. Could have been better passing, but made history running. Fine. That's great. But now we sit here in 2023, we sit here in a year in which things have to be better. Things have to be better. We can't just be satisfied and okay with, you know, another 2,500, 3,000 yard season, maybe 15 touchdowns, 10 picks. That's not going to cut it anymore. And I'm not saying that Justin Fields should abandon running or should abandon being who he is. It's the fact that At the end of the day, Justin Fields is a quarterback first, and he needs to do a better job at throwing and passing the football. Now, he may not have the best offensive line, but there are plays on tape, you can find them on Twitter, where he just missed people. Matt Bowen tweeted this one out, at Matt Bowen 41. There was a flood concept. T.J. Moore was deep, wide open, and Justin Fields just took the quick check down. T.J. Moore was wide open, could have been an easy touchdown, big play. Nope. He just decided to take the check down. And I'm all for check downs. I love check downs. But you know what? Everybody ran Mitch Trubisky out of town for check downs. And this is not supposed to be a Fields-Mitch Trubisky comparison. But all I'm saying is this. That game and that passing chart, you can look it up, were awfully similar. A lot of east to west movement, not a lot of north to south movement. Fields only attempted four passes over 10 yards. Only four out of the entire game. And he has DJ Moore on his freaking team and Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. Guys, this is scary. This is scary. In case you're just tuning in, Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields. If you've been under a rock for the past couple of days, Jordan Love, who has started one game, has outplayed Justin Fields. Clearly outplayed him. There are many more factors to it. Bears defense was bad. Packers defense was good. Packers' offensive line was better. Bears' offensive line was the worst graded, according to PFF. But hey, you know, Jordan Love was playing with one hand behind his back. Christian Watson didn't play. His WR1 did not play at all. Aaron Jones, at one point, got hurt during the game. Dobbs was on a limited snap count. Justin Fields at everybody. There, there were no major injuries. There were no issues. The Bears were supposedly, quote-unquote, ready. They were ready to ball out. They were ready to win. They were ready to do good. And what happened? Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields. Jordan Love carved up the Bears' defense. Jordan Love was one of the main reasons why the Packers won the game. You could argue Aaron Jones. You could argue their defense. But Jordan Love did everything he was supposed to do and then some. I would argue he was a B-plus, A-minus quarterback. His completion percentage wasn't perfect. But he did not turn the ball over once. Never was in trouble of doing so. Made good passes when need be. Had three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. This was not some pushover game for Love. He did great. 
And Justin Fields fumbled the ball in Bears territory, which led to a Packer score and then threw a pick six. So another Packer score. So two of Justin Fields' turnovers turned into points for the Packers directly or indirectly. And Justin Fields threw that pick six in the fourth quarter, essentially, effectively, I should say, losing the game. I mean, the game was already kind of over, but the Bears kind of had a shot. And then, oh, no, pick six. Now we're completely demoralized, completely hurt, and now the game's definitely over. And one more thing, too. And this is more of a eye test thing. Did you see the Bears' sidelines during the game when the cameras panned over on them, especially in the third and fourth quarter? They just looked demoralized. They looked horrendous. They looked like they didn't want to be there. And this is not just a Justin Fields issue, but part of it is because you're supposed to be the leader of men. Dude, step up. Rally your teammates. Get people excited about wanting to be there, wanting to come back, wanting to win. That was no energy in the third and fourth quarter. Little to no energy. A low-energy bench. Justin Fields on the bench, not really looking too happy or too into it. I know he apologized after the game. That's awesome. I I appreciate the apology. It was certainly well-deserved. There has, there has to come action after that. It can't just be, oh, I'm really sorry. This kind of sucked. And then, okay, what are we going to do now? Mitch Trubisky apologized all the time. People make fun of him for apologizing all the time. What's the difference here? We have to start holding people accountable. I want Justin Fields to succeed more than anybody else because I don't want the Bears to have to draft another quarterback. I don't want them to make another mistake with another quarterback. Then if this regime draft a quarterback, then if that go wrong, then we're back at square one again. I'm sick of the cycle, and I know you are too. I want Justin Fields to succeed, but I have to say, this is scary. And every Packers fan and every football fan is allowed to say this, what I'm going to say right now, Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields, and Jordan Love beat Justin Fields and the Bears. What does that mean? Think about the ramifications surrounding that statement. That is freaking terrifying, isn't it? I'm, I'm terrified saying that out loud. That's scary. But it's true. It's 100% true. Jordan Love, as of today, is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Think about that. Jordan Love, as of today, is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Justin Fields, with all the hype, with all the support, with all the pieces surrounding him. And Jordan Love, as of right now, is a better quarterback. That's freaking scary. Doesn't help that Luke Getze's calling plays, right? I think Luke Getze and Matt Nagy must be carbon copies of one another because Matt Nagy, remember, called the Cole Komet end around, which was the dumbest play I've ever seen. And then, but, but no, no, sorry. Somehow Luke Getze made it worse because he called a tight end sneak and a third down and one with Cole Komet, who can't even hold on to the football. How about that? Cole Komet... First drive of the game offensively. Here's what I'm going to do on a third and one, guys. We're not going to let Roshan run it. We're not going to let Khalil Herbert run it. We're not going to let Justin run it. We're not going to pass it. We're going to give it to Cole Command, who's going to barrel his way up the middle. Hopefully he doesn't fumble the football, and then he's going to keep going. Yeah, dumb move. Good job, Luke Getzey. Great job. <laughs> How sad is that? Wow. Take a look at some of your comments here as we discuss what happened. If you're just tuning in, again, if you were under a rock, the Bears obviously lost. (laughs) 
Jordan has been in one system for three years. Fair point. Fair point, Torian. Jordan, love is a baller. You aren't wrong, my guy, and you won't be proven wrong. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That's not good. Joe Ag says, best sports channel. I knew you'd tell it like it is. Somehow other channels are not blaming anything on JF1. I never recall a freer ride than he had three-plus years. Remember, I would have really addressed that comment. And Joe Ag, I appreciate you bringing it to my attention. See, here's the thing. There's no agenda here. There's no favoritism here. I just want the Bears to win, and I'm going to barely evaluate how they play. If they play great, I'll be the first one saying, hey, great job, Justin Fields. What a game. But if he sucks, and if this team sucks, we're going to have to talk about it. Justin Fields does deserve some blame. I mean, even I just I was talking about the film. I'm looking at it right in front of me here. He missed a wide open DJ Moore downfield. That's a fact. And it was a dumb decision on his part. He threw a pick six in the fourth quarter in a game in which the Bears could have come back in. He fumbled the football deep inside Bears territory, leading to a score for the Packers. Okay, this is partially Justin Fields fault. I love trying to step up for him and stick up for him and say, hey, you know, Kind of a tough game, tough situation. I feel bad, but I can't. This was partially his fault. We're done with excuses, okay? This is not year one with Matt Nagy throwing him to the wolves. Or even last year, learning a new system. Bears are tanking. The Bears are not supposed to be tanking right now. They're supposed to be great. And Justin Fields did not play up to those expectations yesterday. So as a result, I'm going to have to criticize him. And people may not like it. I don't really care. He didn't play well. You're allowed to say it. You won't be canceled for it. He didn't play well. It's unfortunate, but it's true, and I wish him the best. I hope he improves and gets better. But the fact is, yesterday and yesterday alone, he sucked. Just like the entirety of the Bears sucked. There were very few bright spots, I told you. Very few bright spots. Roshan Johnson, Darnell Mooney, Cairo Santos. They played great. Yannick Ngakwe. Oh, and Vanus Jones Jr. because he was a healthy scratch. Yes. (laughs) Vanus Jones didn't even play. Healthy scratch, which goes to show you his position on this roster. He barely made the team, that means, really. And EQ St. Brown was a healthy scratch as well. Those two are on the dog uh, dog list, on the crap list, and they're barely going to play, and that's well-deserved. Then why even keep Vanus Jones? Give his spot to somebody else who's more important. But yeah, he was actually, in my opinion, a positive from the game because he just didn't play, which means the Bears had a better chance to win statistically, in my opinion. By Bayless Jones is sitting on the bench, you're good. You're good. You're going to win the game. <laughs> or you're going to come closer than you would have had he played. This is Sports Talk Chicago here with John Zaglul. Appreciate all of you tuning in. John Meadows is doing all the directing and producing behind the scenes. We're having a great time here with you. Uh, feel free to comment. Let us know what you think. We are live here on YouTube, live on Twitch at Sports Talk Chicago. Follow me all over at John Z Sports and at Sports Talk Chicago. And, hey, hit that subscribe button to the channel so we can give you guys uh, the best Chicago sports and Chicago Bears content. Also, a big shout-out to WJLB, AM 1230, up there on the screen. One of our many radio affiliates. We're going to have some news on some radio affiliates coming in, so great to have them be a partner with us. They air us every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, Driving around in your car right after work, go to AM 1230 on the dial. You can check us out and hear this entire program right there on the radio waves. Got one more topic I want to get to. Pretty broad topic. Where do the Bears go from here? 
Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Is there anything we should be excited about or looking forward to? Kind of glossed over this a little bit because we've been talking about what the future could hold, how things could go. Let's be real here for a minute. As we sit here today, the Bears are only 0-1. They could theoretically go 16-1, win out the rest of the way, win the Super Bowl. And maybe we're overreacting to one game, one bad outing, one bad situation. And I fully acknowledge that. I want to say, first and foremost, that it is possible for the Bears to recover from this. It is possible by the end of the year to see this team in the thick of the wild card hunt. I want to preface this entire thing by saying that. I, I, it's still possible. But as we sit here today, if things continue on this pace, if Justin Fields continues to perform like this, if the coaching staff just can't get it together, if the offensive line is still tough, if D.J. Moore is still getting only two targets per game, what are they going to do as the season moves forward? More importantly, what will happen come the end of the season? This is controversial, but this is a fact. Whether you like it or not, you might not be ready to hear it, but maybe you are because yesterday went so bad. If Justin Fields continues to perform like this, no more Justin Fields at the end of this season. And that's not only me saying it. That's not only me saying it. This was on Twitter, the Bears block. Good block. Somebody said, if you're giving up on Justin after one game, you were never in to begin with. Enough with the overreactions. But yeah, here's what he had to say, and I fully agree with this sentiment, which is why I hearted it on Twitter. It's not a question of giving up on Justin. It's a question of having the worst record in the league with a quarterback in this draft that many believe is generational. If the Bears somehow play like this all year, maybe they do go 3-14 and 14 again. Do you really want to run it back with Justin Fields? Are you really going to sit here and tell me with confidence that he is the guy? He's the guy? Guys, come on. Justin Fields has a lot to do to earn another year. And we said this before the season. Justin Fields has proven everybody, to his credit, that he is a competent NFL quarterback. He's competent. He's not the best. He's not the worst. He's right in the middle, much like Mitch Trubisky. Very similar to Mitch. He's been in tough circumstances, in tough situations, not really had the personnel till this year. It sucks. But at the end of the day, if this continues, Justin Fields cannot be the long-term play here for the Bears. And as scary as that sounds and as troubling as that sounds for many Bears fans and many Justin Fields lovers, the fact is that if this continues, they need a new quarterback at end of year. And they need a new coaching staff, a new GM. I I think maybe a new GM, but definitely a new head coach and a new OC. This is scary. We are in troubled waters after one game because this is probably the worst things could have gone. I mean, everything that went wrong, in my opinion, just went wrong. Justin Fields didn't show up to play. The offensive line was one of the worst in the entire league. Luke Getze's play calls were absolute trash. 
<laughs> Absolute trash. And the Packers and Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields. If this continues, it is fair to say that people should be fired and Justin Fields should lose his job. And that's what we have to be looking forward to as the season moves forward. I'm not rooting for anybody to get fired. I'm not rooting for anybody to be released or or cut. None of that stuff. But deep down, as you watch this season, if things don't go according to plan, it's fair to say that there will be change come the end of this year. And I know, you know three, four months away, it was game one. There can be change at the end of this year if this continues. I think it's fair to say, and I think it's a fair expectation to have. That's pretty scary, isn't it? I mean, I'm terrified to say that. That worries me. But you know what? I'm not willing to run it back with this team. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Chicago teams in general running it back with crap rosters, crap coaching, crap superstars. I'm so just tired of it. The White Sox kept doing it. The Bulls are still doing it. The Cubs got the memo in 2020 and 2021. Now they're better. Why does everybody run it back when things need to be different? Things need to change. If it's not working, you have to change it. And I don't think I'm being too impatient. I don't think I'm being too unrealistic here. Justin Fields has to know what he's doing at this point. Has to be a little bit better. A little bit better. I'm not saying a lot. I never said he was going to win MVP this year, like some analysts said. I never even said he was going to throw up for 4,000 yards. Didn't even say that. I said better. Maybe 3,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, 10 picks, 1,000 rushing yards. That's it. I'm just asking for incremental progress and somewhat of a better team, and apparently that's too much to ask for. If that's too much to ask for, then everybody needs to go. Everybody needs to go if that's too much to ask for out of Fields and this team. Not just Fields, because it's it's a team effort. The offensive line was horrendous. Horrendous. Play calling. Absolutely horrible. So this is a team effort. If this is how it's going to be, everyone needs to go. Everyone needs to be fired. Ryan Poles will probably survive no matter what because he didn't draft Fields. So Ryan Poles will be, and that's okay, because I thought Ryan Poles, to be honest, he did a really good job this offseason at doing what he could with what he had. He did everything by the book, to his credit. He slashed tons of players when he first walked in the door, tanked, got the top pick, had tons of cap space. He actually did everything right. It's not his fault that Justin Fields isn't performing. It's not his fault that Luke Getze is a horrendous offensive coordinator. It is his fault that Matt Eberflus is not doing great because he hired Matt Eberflus, so that could be taken into consideration. But I really think that polls will survive no matter what. But Fields? <laughs> Fields especially? I don't think so. Eberflus could be in tough water. Getze for sure is on the hot seat. Now, turn up the heat. Turn up the heat on Luke Getze. All of them should be in trouble and or gone. Gone. And really, I just feel bad. I feel bad for Bears fans who have to suffer through this. I feel bad for everybody who listened to the fake media hype, including myself. 
I listen to the fake media hype. I can't believe I bought into it. I'm really a fool for doing it, but it's true. This is a shame, and Bears fans don't deserve this. And that's really what I want to end this message on. Bears fans don't deserve this. They don't deserve this sort of mistreatment from their team. Because that's what it is. It's mistreatment. They try to sell everybody every year on some subpar product, and every year people buy in, and then every year people are disappointed. Then we come back thinking something different is going to happen. It is so sad. It's fair to say that if this continues, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, and Justin Fields all have to go. I want to make sure I get this right before I say this. But I'm, and the Bears gave Mitch Trubisky one, two, three, four years. The Bears gave Mitch Trubisky four years to get it right. Really three and a half because he came in halfway through. This is Justin Fields' third year. <clears throat> so if we're talking about equality, making sure everything was right, making sure the Bears did everything that they did to, to Mitch Trubisky to Justin Fields, I'll say this. Justin Fields right now is on that same trajectory. The Bears are crossing their T's and dotting their I's to their credit. They know where this may or may not go. They're doing what they did with Mitch. They gave Mitch ample time. It was run out of here. It was over. They bring in Fields. They gave Fields. They're giving Fields ample time. If there is no progress, if there are no results, guys, it's time to move on from him as well as this entire coaching staff. Want to get to your comments before we finish up. Going to be (laughs) 0-3. Maybe. And if they lose to Tampa Bay, watch out for this video next week because that's even worse. You lose to Baker Mayfield. Justin Fields loses to Baker Mayfield. Just like he already lost to Jordan Love. Again, think about this as you go about your week. What does that say about the Bears and Justin Fields specifically? We made fun of so many quarterbacks in the past. Oh, Mr. Trubisky lost to this guy. Oh, Rex Grossman lost to this guy. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Justin Fields is losing to some of the worst quarterbacks in football. So how about that? Think about that as this season moves forward. My goodness. And some of you said that Justin Fields did miss DJ Moore a couple of times downfield. I saw one specific play that kind of made the rounds on Twitter. I'm sure there were more. And that's why uh, DJ Moore only had two targets. So that's that, that's even worse. And this is somebody who the Bears brought in for a first-round pick, a first overall pick. Bucks 27-17. Wouldn't be surprised. I'm not picking the Bears to win next week. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know what the score is going to be. We'll have it in our preview video later this week, but I'll tell you what, it won't be a Bears win. Wow. Just really, really sad. I want to make sure I thank everybody for hanging out here with us tonight. A big thank you especially to John Meadows for directing and producing, making all this work behind the scenes. If you're just tuning in, or if you've been tuning in, but you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do it, because we have experienced some great growth, and we'd love to have you along here with us for the ride. Subscribe at Sports Talk Chicago. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms. 
And a big thank you to WJOB and Gent TV AM 1230. If you're around in your car in Chicagoland, 5 to 6 p.m. Thursday evenings, check them out because you're going to hear me yelling and screaming about the Bears on their station. And you may hear us on some other stations as well. So we're going to give you news about that. I will end with this comment. It's a quote. Maybe we could do a quote of the day. I want our team to walk into the stadium every week believing they can win football games and not hoping. Well, Brian Poles, I have news for you. I'm always going to be hoping because your team sucks. And things need to change. So long, everyone.